Welcome to the Pineapple Couch. Today is Monday, January 20th, and I am joined by Big Dog, and for the first time on the Pineapple Couch, a good friend, the man behind the intro music, Jedi, Dustin. Dustin, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Big Dog, always a treat? Always a treat. Good to be back. Good to be back. Sorry we weren't here last week. Had some medical issues, but you know, your boy is still kicking it. We're going. We're back. We're here to talk some football. We're also going to talk some baseball. We're also going to talk some basketball. Or not us. Me and my, me and Johnny. But we'll get to that later. He's our resident NBA insider here on the Pineapple Couch. We're going to get, though, into an, er, championship weekend yes. for football. We had the AFC and NFC championship games um, setting up a very exciting Super Bowl. Let's get right into it. The first game we had, we had the Chiefs beat the Titans 35-24. to The Chiefs, so the Titans get up to a 17-7 to lead in, in the beginning of the game. It did not look like the Titans could be calling any better plays. They had the momentum. They were hitting. And the Chiefs, though, different from the Ravens, they looked like they were holding their com- composure a little more and, like, hitting back, but not in, like, after the playways. Like, they were getting – Henry did really well in the first half. But he was there was a bunch of plays where he was, he, he was getting hit in the backfield, and so only getting one or two yards, and that's when you're going against a guy like that. That's huge, and so they get up seventeen seven. The Titans are throwing it to the they threw a touchdown to the heaviest player ever. Yeah, the in, offensive tackle <laughs> NFL history in the playoffs, which was a great play. <laughs> Mike Vrabel's doing pushups before the game. Everyone's hyped. I love it. And then the Chiefs rally off twenty eight straight. And I was watching uh, Berman last night, and I'm pretty sure the Chiefs have rattled off 21 or more points seven or eight times this year in a row yeah i was gonna say it was kind of like the same thing as last week they got to a slow start 70 to 7 the titans had to play perfect and they did play perfect and they still couldn't win even yeah, with Derek. and Henry. so the Titans' strategy to win i think we're all in agreement is like you really wanted to as hard as this is just get keep the ball away from homes you want to eat the clock when you have the ball you want to get up to an early lead exactly how they did and with Mahomes, and this is a note I have, is I don't think I've ever seen a player in football like this, and you guys can call me out for recency bias. I've never seen a player in football who puts the fear of God into another team, both offensively on the team's defense that he's facing and the other team's offense, than Patrick fucking Mahomes. I have one person. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yes. <laughs> yeah, that. that at the end of games, yeah, Tom Brady. But I know Patrick mean, though, Mahomes, yeah. it's just he can strike like that. He's a viper. So you get in your own head. Yeah. So you have the Titans rolling 17-7, and then he starts striking. And they kind of hang in. You think, oh, maybe they're going to keep up. And slowly but surely, the Titans' genius play calling and their game plan, they start to slowly whittle away from it. They're getting a lot of stops on first the first down run, so it's second and nine. And instead of going at it again to try and get that short third down, which they've been so good at, they started passing it a little more and getting out of their game. And we you cannot get into a passing a pass off a throw off with Patrick Mahomes, right? I mean, absolutely no. It was um. What'd you think about that run? What he had? You know what he had? like? Did it seem like the defense gave up, or like the Titans could have just leveled him at like the two yard line when he ended up scoring and diving in the touchdown, Patrick? Like, how did he scramble for forty five yards and get a touchdown there? That was a <laughs> when we look at when Patrick Mahomes gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. That'll be one of the plays that will be on. <laughs> I don't right. know how he didn't get cracked, man. Yeah. And what he's really good at, Patrick Mahomes, is he's sneaky fast, and so. I think he also is really good at avoiding those big hits because I agree. Like, how didn't he get cracked on? He kind of turned his body at the last second. Like, were the Titans he, afraid to get a flag or something? Right like, way? what the hell? 
I think they were more what um, from watching that that play. What I thought actually happened. I thought a lot of the Titans thought he stepped out of bounds, uh, and kind of were like, he kind of runs like, he kind of but like you got to play through the whistle. That's on you. And Patrick Mahomes, you should. That's the thing. He sneaky. Patrick Mahomes is definitely athletic enough to tow the sideline like that. It's Patrick. Fucking and we Mahomes. saw him like technically his. The week before against the Texans, when he was over the line of scrimmage, but like his back foot wasn't and his arm wasn't, so technically it was still a legal pass. Do you remember that? Yeah, he's he can do it all. And he, um, at such a young age, sees the field and sees like if I and there was a thing in the post game where he's like he was talking about how he kept seeing this blitz package against him, and he's like, well, I noticed if I stepped up and I faked it this way, I could get this defensive back to move that way which would cause this which would cause this and it's just like man he's a god he's one of the yeah he's the most like athletic i don't want to even say athletically gifted like he's just the he has made the best quarterback plays i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and i'm very excited to watch him in the super bowl i am thinking about working on a i have a parody of home sweet home by motley crew (laughs) about how i want patrick (laughs) mahomes you know that I've seen a lot of athletic QBs. <laughs> um, you might cut that. Probably not. Um, so, I mean, to cap off this game, before I get your guys' final thoughts on it, Tyreek Hill, two touchdowns. He is Jeez. fastest dude I've ever seen. Seriously. Definitely I, this year. Yeah. I, I think ever. I didn't get to see Dion in his prime, so I can't yeah. say that. But um, Jesus Christ. He's so fast. Uh, Sammy Watkins gets, gets his first touchdown since like week one or three, yeah, which was a huge play. That was a back-breaking play because that killed it. The Titans were, like I said, they weren't like falling apart like the Texans were. They were hanging in, hanging in, and then Patrick Mahomes just has a backbreaker. Um, he's reached a new level of swagger too, I think, Patrick Mahomes. The confidence he has, the way those fans worship him, um, playing in Kansas City for the next 10 years. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be tough. Yeah. Because I mean, the way they're behind him, the way he like, I don't know. There's just some places where if you do really well, and you bond with the community, not to sound lame. I mean, like I think Green Bay is a place like that, where we're gonna get to Aaron Rodgers, but like, certain players can, like Brady in New England. I think Mahomes in Kansas City. He embraces City. it for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I got on that game. You guys have anything else? I'm happy for Andy Reid. Oh, I was the it was like the feel feel good story of the day yesterday. Andy Reid's back in the Super Bowl. Oh, can I jump in really quick? I would also give a shout out to Wilson Summerlin, the biggest Andy Reid fan <laughs> I know. Well, congratulations! He, wearing, he, had, his, he had his Andy Reid signed Chiefs hat out on oh, display wow. yesterday. Big, he know Andy Reid knows some like Wilson's uncle or something. Like he's got a big Chiefs jacket, so I'm really happy for Wilson. <laughs> Wilson's big Andy Reid guy. Keep going. Congrats! And then the last thing. Chiefs, if you want to win the Super Bowl, you can't waste 17 minutes and get down 21 points to the 49ers because what we learned, Jimmy G only has to throw the ball eight times to win a football game. Yeah, I think that's a good point. We'll talk about that a a little more in a later, a little more later, but 100% true because that's why this is going to be such a freaking good matchup because it's going to take the best out of both teams. All right, let's get into the other game. Um, 49ers, they beat the shit out of the Packers 37 to 20. Um, Moster had 29 carries for 220 yards, four touchdowns. Jimmy G, like Andrew just mentioned, he only had to go six of eight for 77 yards. Um, Richard Sherman had the game-clinching interception. The thing, I want to start 
with obviously CJ Mostert, that was an unbelievable. They can plug anyone in, but I, I, we always say that. But I think what he did that yesterday was unbelievable. Um, he's incredible. He reached like his highest speed. He reached 15 miles per hour on a certain amount of plays that game. That was unbelievable, and that is all blocking. Like there, and we've been harping on this all years, just like the way the Niners downfield block which it almost is good. Like Patrick Mahomes, we're talking about how unbeatable he looks. The way the Niners run the ball, she's they, like, what the fuck do you do? They have like yeah. two people in motion. Like I'm confused. I don't know if the wide receiver's going to get it. Too. I want to make that point. It's a lot different than Tennessee. Yes. Tennessee, I liked what they're doing. I'm not taking away from it. But a lot of what Tennessee was doing is like, Derrick Henry is a truck. Just yeah. HB the done. Niners, exactly. it's like, they're like you say, they're doing the reverses. You don't know what's going on. Um, and I, my main point, though, what I want to get about this game is, before we go into the Packers is uh, Jimmy G went 6 of 8. And I was annoyed, but I wasn't surprised. Like, a lot of the post-game uh, questions he was getting on the podium and stuff was like, oh, my gosh, he only went 6 of 8 and, like, all this stuff. And Jimmy G, he's a pro, was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, we're winning, and he only had to throw six throws. He threw more in warm-ups, made a joke about that. The 49ers, this is best-case scenario. Because why? I believe that Jimmy G can score. And can make these plays. We saw him do it in New Orleans. I didn't. Some people out there are under the like impression. I feel like that they still need to see Jimmy G like prove it. And it's like, okay, obviously everyone, if they haven't won a Super Bowl, they need to prove this. But like, I trust Jimmy G. I don't like. I don't get the idea like some of these people that have been saying like, oh, we gotta wait till you see it. That Jimmy G is gonna go in the playoffs and he has to throw a lot and throw ten picks. Jimmy G has a ring. Yeah. he's a champion yeah but what has been so putting that aside and if you trust jimmy g like i think we all do i mean he seems like a very competent quarterback especially for the system he's in the 49ers have not had to show anything on film since week 17 Mm -hmm. they didn't have to show shit against the vikings they just ran it down their throats they didn't have to show shit against the packers they just ran it down their throats they didn't have to play the saints where they would have had to do stuff and show more coverages and show more different offensive looks no they just ran it down your fucking throat so andy Reid as he's getting ready what are you gonna look at they just ran it down there like that is insane. So they didn't get film on Jimmy G. Like, well, what does Jimmy G like in these in the playoffs? And these? You, don't you don't know. know. You don't know. Yet. <laughs> because yeah, exactly. they were like, fuck you. We're going to just kill you this way. So we have – that is maybe one of the most underrated things of what Kyle Shanahan has done here because a lot of people, you have that quarterback, you're doing so well, you get greedy. You're like, let's, let's let him throw. Let's show all this stuff. Let's really blow him out. And the Niners are like, we're so good. We can blow you out running the ball and – we know what the ultimate goal is. It's the fucking Super Bowl. So why are we going to show you what Jimmy G is doing here? And, like, what it really reminded me of was basketball-wise was there's two teams that this really reminded me of. It's when the Heat first got LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. They got a lot of shit in the regular season. And it's like, bro, if I'm then, I'm not showing you anything. Because you know that those three guys can put when they're – in the big moment, you don't want to put all that stuff on film. And similarly, the Warriors never ran pick and roll with Kevin Durant and the Steph Curry in the regular season because they didn't want that on film, and so people could break it down. So when you're that good of a team, you can just bust that out. And so I think that that was a huge win for Kyle Shanahan. What do you guys think? Huge win, like this, like you said. I think he just looked at Matt Lafleur, who he used to work with. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to run the ball. I'm averaging ten yards with Mostert, and I'm not going to stop until you stop letting this guy you run twenty me. times yeah. again." You know. I think their whole team is just bought into the system, yeah. and they're just down with it. Yeah, I thought. Um, yeah, because it's new running back each week. Because like yeah. most, it's not even the all feature. All season, it was three different running backs, right? right? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, now oh, we're gonna do it with most. And today. each week, 
there was a different time where Breda went off, Coleman went off, Mostert went off. Um, it's really exciting. Um, it's a really exciting Super Bowl. But before we get to there, let's talk about the Packers really quick. Um, I didn't think the Packers were that good all season. I gave credit to Lafleur for getting them to thirteen and three. I actually thought that was like wow, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Um, before I ask you guys, what do you guys take away from this Packers season and this game? My main thing on that game, Aaron Rodgers could not look like he gives less of a fuck, and maybe that he just gives bad. He has like a resting bitch face, something like that. But I mean, if I'm a Packers fan, I would hate him and i know it's like how could you say that he won you a super bowl yada 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 it didn't look like he gave a fuck the way he's like throwing away the balls the way he's kind of just looking at his receivers you want someone to live and die to want to win and i just thought aaron Rodgers looked sloppy and he looked kind of like as soon as they got down there was not that i'm aaron fucking Rodgers. i'm coming for your head it's just kind of gone and I guess he hadn't been in the playoffs in a while, so it's good with a first-year head coach. You go 13-3, and three, you get there, you get to the championship game. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is done, obviously. No. But that was – that shut the fuck up with he's the greatest quarterback, he's the best, like all this stuff. Like Tom Brady – no. Tom Brady would never have done that. And like you said, it's like he's so nonchalant, he doesn't care. You see when the Chiefs are down 24 nothing last week, you see Mahomes rallying the troops. You see other quarterbacks picking it up, Tom Brady talking. So he's just sitting there with his coat on, hands in the pocket, not talking to anyone. He, five years ago, he was averaging the most yards per attempt, and now he is league average. And I don't know what that is. I mean, you still have Devontae Adams. You have a running game now. I don't know what the problem is. I think he's afraid to throw picks. Because I think... Well, I have a stat that someone can stat check me on, but I'm fairly certain I'm true, or I'm right. The last two years, he's led the league in throwaways by far. I believe that. I, and I last be- year, I think he did it's by because, like 20% or something. And I, but, I think that's right. like... Quick to throw it away, though, too. That's the other thing. Well, yeah, and he has like he's a like quarterback where you see a lot of... Um, you know when they they don't even throw it out of bounds, mm-hmm. they just kind of like throw it eight yards. Yeah. The only like I Phil can do, I let Phil do that because it's like sometimes I mean it's a lot for him to shot put it out of bounds, just let it. <laughs> yeah. But with Rogers, he just kind of like oh fuck this when he does that, you know. Because yeah, early he had a couple like bullet bullet throws that I was like oh that was a good throw. He has a cannon like and the, he doesn't like, do it and it pisses me yeah. off that he has like the best arm in the league mm-hmm. and you're afraid because you're I think he's like worried about stats or something because he's mm-hmm. not I don't know. I also and I like I think Lafleur did not he got really out coached last night they did they got away from the run game and that was something that if the Packers had any chance in this game they needed to run the ball really well mm-hmm. because what they should have known is that this is what we were trying the Packers had the twenty third ranked run defense all year the Niners were going to eat them alive you had to go into that game and try and win the clock possession battle somehow if you're in Green Bay if you're Green Bay and. And do you know when the Packers scored yesterday in the third quarter? Yeah, it was late. Didn't matter. It was when Aaron Rodgers threw the ball down the field yeah. like 50, 60 yards. <laughs> like the one time it happened, you have to take chances when you're a seven-and-a-half-point underdog in your hometown against the frickin' Niners, your pussy. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, Can I rank my 2020 quarterbacks what I think they're going to be? Oh. What? Who are the top five? Who are the top five? Because I don't have Aaron Rodgers in the top five, and I thought oh. that would be. I would love news. to. Let's let's uh, let's break it down. Um, I'm gonna probably agree with your list. I have no idea what it I is. I think but the... I'm just assuming. I'm not gonna disagree. What well, do we think oh, number I mean, one is? It's fucking Pat Mahomes. It's not yeah. close. Okay. Yeah. What do you think number two is? Of who I would want next year? 
Who do you think? Who just, do I want yes. to win a Super Bowl? Like if you, yeah, yeah okay. Um, wow, this is gonna be. I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have some uh, really that are gonna piss people. Russell Wilson's too. I have Russell Wilson as two. That's number two three. three. Probably just three. because of this year, you gotta put Lamar Jackson. He's MVP. I put Watson at four, and then I got Jimmy G. Okay. At five. It was a toss-up. It's like, these are, I put these names, too, because it's like, I'd rather have Carson Wentz, and I'd still rather have Tom Brady than Aaron Rodgers right now. Those are just, my point is, Aaron Rodgers isn't top five quarterback anymore. He's not the GOAT. He should never be compared to Tom Brady again. His attitude sucks. His attitude sucks. Goodbye, Aaron Rodgers. All right, I'm going to say something. I'm ready to piss a lot of people <laughs> off. Um, number one, Pat Mahomes. Number two, Russell Wilson. And I would just like to say that I think Pat Mahomes is ahead of and this is no disrespect to Russell Wilson. Like, I think he's like 400 miles ahead of everyone. He's so fucking good. Um, and, and Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever, I've ever seen. I just think what we're about to witness with Pat Mahomes in the next 10 years might be one of, like, Absolutely, witnessing yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. And, of course, he's in the AFC West. Um, who do you have a sweet then? So you have like, oh, we're all who I would want next year yeah, to you, win a Super Bowl? Yeah. I I I have those two at the top, and then I have. Can I have my three, four, and five are all the same? Okay. Well, I mean, I Carson guess. Wentz, Tom Brady, and I'm totally oh Jimmy G or no 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 Lamar. I'll put Lamar at five. Lamar will be at five. But if you're gonna get me putting Lamar five before I want to win a Super Bowl, okay, think about who I'm putting in front of him right now. I'm putting Pat Mahomes in front of Lamar Jackson. Wow, bold take. I'm putting Russell Wilson ahead of him. Okay, you know how many playoff wins Lamar Jackson has? Zero. He Zero. lost the fucking Chargers and Titans Zero. and got shut down. And look what happened when he fell down in a goddamn game. This is what happens. Um, and But, you know, I'm still putting him in the top five, so don't fucking roast me. And then, you know what? Why I have Tom Brady in the top five? Because you know who's going to be really freaking good <laughs> you know next year? Tom girl? Brady. Tom Brady's so good. And if you think that he was the problem with the Patriots this year, you're a fucking idiot. So, yes, he's going to be in the top five. And Carson Wentz is in the top five. I'd rather have him. Because Carson Wentz had shit all year. and he uh, LSU was a better fuck. football team yes. than the Eagles this year. Yes. And he... <laughs> Played his ass Somehow. off. He has a great coach, and I think Carson Wentz is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback who could win multiple Super Bowls. Do I think Lamar Jackson could win a Super Bowl? Yes. yes. Do I think he will win multiple? No. Yeah. He's five. Yeah. I get fired up. I mean, you can, this is all Aaron Rodgers' is, fault. This, this is what this happens. Is this is, Rod- you know? Was that was that outrageous? What I just said. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he he hates, hates his mom. Family. He hates his whole family. <laughs> God, it's so fucked up. I'm glad he lost at home, you know? Yeah, it, the, the thing, you're like watching Aaron Rodgers play. You know, like if you're ever with, like my, I was watching the game, and um, my grandma will always like text me randomly about football in the playoffs, like every single game. She like, she doesn't understand that you need to keep the running the ball to run the clock, mm-hmm. but we're working on it. Yeah. Um. So I just get a text out of nowhere of, why does Aaron Rodgers not talk to his family from my grandma? <laughs> it's just like, wow. It's like the third quarter of this Seahawks-Packers game right now. And it's just like, he's a douche, that's why. But, um, yeah. He, I'd his... pick Russell Wilson over Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Pat, like, Pat, watching Lamar Jackson pass games. I think, I think like, Pat and right. Russell Wilson are on absolute other levels right now. And, I think, and Pat's even another level than Russell Wilson. And I left Deshaun Watson out of the top five because he just pissed me off so much. I totally understand putting him in the top five, obviously. Um, yeah. He just was really frustrating for me this year. It's very frustrating. The way they but the way he does, crumbled. 
Yeah, that's but, bad. But the way his like mentality, even after he made that crazy play and ran the ball or whatever it was, made the crazy play, uh, broke two tackles, he like oh, yeah. didn't have any emotion. He's like Aaron Rodgers. It's like, oh, yeah. It's just, he has it's a little of that. Game. You're right. Yeah, Maybe he, and this could be what made Aaron Rodgers this way. Maybe Deshaun Watson is just like, Bill O'Brien is such a fucking idiot. Get this dude and his <laughs> stupid butt here, chin out of my life. <laughs> and so maybe that's just what happened to Aaron Rodgers with Mike McCarthy. <laughs> and so now slowly what's going to happen is Deshaun Watson's just going to get grumpier and grumpier and turn into Aaron Rodgers. Um, all right, let's talk about the Super Bowl really quick. Um, Chiefs versus 49ers. Uh, Chiefs, the, the line started out. Chiefs are favored by a point and a half. The 49ers money line, you can get it at even. The over-under is 54. Um, this is the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl, I think, in the last 10 years. I thought that was too bold of a claim when I initially thought of it. I looked through it. I think this is the b- most excited I've been for a Super Bowl. So, like, obviously, am I expecting it to be a good, as good as Patriots-Falcons? Probably not. That was insane. That was one of the best football games I've ever seen in my life. But I'm more excited for this than I was for Patriots-Falcons. Um, I think the games that you can compare it with are we did get to, was Aaron Rodgers. Um, he was 2010. That was Saints Packers. I was no, really no, no. I think it was the Steelers. Oh, Steel. See, I wasn't excited for that then. Never mind. Um, Breeze. Who'd Breeze beat? The Colts. Colts. I think that was oh nine though. So it wasn't even. Doesn't even matter. Okay. We're in a different yeah. decade now. Oh yeah. So I guess and then I wasn't like that excited for Ravens. Patriots. Uh, Ravens. Um, Niners. I wasn't that excited for. Yeah, that was a great game. Though. It was a great game. The power outage. That was crazy. Um. So, (laughs) we have obviously a lot of time to talk about the Super Bowl. we got two weeks before it comes. We're going to go all into it, get some Super Bowl props, do a whole, like, betting bonanza. (laughs) Betting bonanza. um, (laughs) About the Super Bowl. And my last thought is just, we have just such an upcoming bro down in Miami right now coming between Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, the biggest (laughs) bro-off of all time. Yeah, that's true. Who's the biggest bro? And I, I'm not saying that as a diss. I like both these guys. Like, um, I, I mean, I'd funny. rather hang out with George I mean, Kittle. I top think two, top two tight ends. Oh, not like, even close. Not even close, right? I would. I'd way rather hang outfit. out with Kittle. But I would. Kelsey seems like like when he screamed, "You got to fight for your right to party." I was like, I like. I fuck with that. That's cool. Um, I feel all right. like he would like punch you if you got too excited. Though. <laughs> like if you were like yeah. getting all broed out, I don't... he would like punch you. He'll, he'll bro you, <laughs> and then Dustin would just get all pissed for the rest of the night and leave. Yeah, George Kittle, I don't think would punch me. He, no. he might. George Kittle would just be like aggressively buying me beers. Yes. And so like maybe that. the next day I'd be like, God damn, George. Can you have a shirt of you or something? You'd yeah. be friends. You know? Yeah, George Kittle seems like a great guy. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna talk about cheating in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Infidelity. to the pineapple couch b rob here with big dog and dusty we just talked about um the afc and nfc championship games and now folks we're going to talk about cheating in baseball professor big dog is going to set the scene for us and we are going to discuss the latest cheating scandal to hit the sport of major league baseball this time striking in houston at the home of the astros take it away so, 
Mike Fires. <laughs> Mikey. Mikey Fires was on the 2007 Astros team. 17. He reported to Ken Rosenthal in November that the Astros were electronically stealing signs. How were they doing that? They put a camera in center field. They had some dude looking at a computer screen with like between the dugout and the clubhouse. I have a question. So you said that they had a camera in center field. That's correct. But Big Dog, doesn't every Major League Baseball team have a camera in center field? Yes. How is this one different? It's not regulated. So, but by that you mean that baseball, they the Major League Baseball, they set up these cameras so that players could, so they have the replays or whatever mm-hmm. for whatever. Replays. I'm sounding like an idiot. Yeah. 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 And, um, but then they recently made a rule, right, that you had to wait 15 seconds. There was a 15-second yeah. delay to use them because they didn't want this to happen. And so what you're telling me is that the Astros, Mike Fier- Fears, accused the Astros of sign-stealing by having their own thing in center field separate yes. from this established. That, this clubhouse okay. to the dugout. Right in between there, you can find a picture on Google, Jose Altuve running up the stairs, and to the left there's some dude just looking at a computer screen. What he would do, he would be looking at the catcher sign, and then if he saw a fastball changeup, he would hit a trash can, blow a whistle, you'd hear a bang, you can look at the videos. Anytime you hear a bang, it's usually an off-speed pitch. If not, it's a fastball. This week, there's more speculation that not only were they using the banging, Twitter went off and they're saying that players like Jose Altuve and Brakeman had buzzers on their shoulder. Through like a band-aid, right? Think of it like a shock collar for your dog. And they just get a little shock on your shoulder. Like and you're like, hey, there's a change right now. <laughs> and the MLB punished the Astros by forfeiting their 2020 and 2021 first and second round picks. They lose $5 million to their payroll. They lost their general manager, Jeff Lundbo. He was suspended Jeff by the Lundbo. MLB, but then they just got rid of him, right? Yes. Okay. Then they fire manager AJ Hinch who Hinch I've read reports where he's actually crushed monitors because he was pissed off about it but he still didn't stop it you're still the manager you still have control of what yes. you're actually doing in the yeah. day. did they get rid of the general manager yes Jeff, yeah, Jeff Luno, okay. or Luno. <laughs> bench coaches involved Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran on this 2017 Astros team this Carlos Beltran was a player Carlos Beltran was a player his only ring Alex Cora <laughs> nice <laughs> Oh, he played his whole whole career only. To I mean, when the Giants got him, fuck. I hate because, Carlos Beltran. So yeah, keep going because there's more on Carlos. Professor Beltran. Doug, Cora, manager of the Red Sox last year, 2018 champion Red Sox, which are currently under investigation. So the news isn't over yet. And Alex Cora is a universally loved guy, right? Yes, and he was like man of the year, a lot of charity work, well respected around baseball, but not this past week. Same with Beltron. The Mets hire him in November. And, of course, the Mets, just being the harmless Mets, like, we'll get this new manager, everything will be fine, and they're wrapped in a scandal that they're not even involved in. And they don't, he doesn't even coach a fucking game for them. He hasn't nope. even coached a game. Didn't make it to spring training. Managers, or the Mets are met li- managerless. And I put a poll on Twitter asking how people should react to this. What should the players do to be mm-hmm. punished? Because the players be... weren't punished. So we, we no were just talking players, about draft picks and no all that. It's all organizational punishments. No players have been punished. And so I'm curious what you guys think. Should the people, should the players be punished? And the options I had was one year, maybe for life, or the punishments are harsh enough or something else. Brian, what do you think? Okay, so I think with the whole idea of like cheating in baseball is like it's 
it's like I understand both sides of it because there's the argument that I see everywhere, and I'm not disvalidating it at all, but it's like it's always been happening. Everyone does it. Like, everyone's doing it. Well, so it's like that is always true, and it's like people are always finding edges and ways to win. But there is a level of like, well, we shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be doing some of the things like if a, a guy on second base is stealing signs that doesn't matter that's sportsmanship and i don't like when this is compared to that because i think there's a huge difference when you get the involvement of like electronic stuff the third and party, maybe yeah. i sound like an old man but if the catcher is giving if you're stealing signs from second base the catcher's a fucking idiot and they're not changing it you're you're a dumbass yeah you're, but yeah. this way it's just like we're trying to play a game here, guys, and I know it's super serious. And we're playing for millions of dollars or whatever, but it's like you got to have some sort of like ethics about it. And so, if like the buzzer thing is true, if they're really getting HD footage from the outfield and they know every and they've they do they have a great analytics department and scouting department, so they know the tendencies of the pitchers, and so they can basically give Bregman or Altuve like, hey, here comes a fastball, and they can and they're really buzzing with the shock thing. I think that Altuve and Bregman, if that is, if all of that is true, which if we don't know, if the buzzer know, is true, I think they should be banned for like two or three years. Yeah, I think, I think that's year. fucked up because it's or just half like a season maybe. Because like, one, I'm fucking st- betting on this, you stupid is, bitches. Like, yeah, steroids is sixty, is sixty games. It's like something like fifty, and then a, like this yeah, next yeah, time you get the thing bench. with steroids, it's like you still gotta hit the fucking ball. Yeah, you still gotta hit the ball. And I saw, but it. still, it's like cheating. Okay, yeah. half the season. Mm-hmm. But this is just to a different level, and so it's like I totally get the argument of like people are always finding ways to cheat and stuff like that. But it's just like, don't you guys think that this kind of takes it? Like, there's just there's like there's a line, and like baseball kind of like has all these unspoken rules, right? That you just like about the game, and that's mm-hmm. why baseball is great. There's a line kind of is just in sports of like, like when you're playing pickup basketball at the park, and everyone knows that it's off someone, and that guy is like, no, it's like, the is the person who's like, well, hey, I helped my team win. It's like, no, fuck you. And it's I know like the that's guy who a calls example. a foul every time you yeah. drive to the layup. And yeah, so, <laughs> foul guy. I don't do that. The electronic thing just kind of carries it to the other level for me, and I saw. Before you, I mean, you guys have a lot more knowledge on this, and you can go into it after. I just saw a tweet that I really wanted to bring up. It was Jared Carabas of Barstool? He tweeted that if Barry Bonds in like whatever his peak year was getting told what pitches were coming to him, he says, "I legitimately think he would have hit 150 home runs." Yes, <laughs> no doubt, not so, even a question. And yes. So I don't think. And I'm, another part of me, you could tell me every pitch that was coming, and I still probably wouldn't have hit it. See, and the thing there's that part of it because there's like, there's not a lot of players coming out saying, "Oh wow, this is the only reason they won," because they were a good yeah. Team. That's a great point. There's the the Astros are kind of like probably why they're being made an example of it. I'm sure that we're gonna find in the next six weeks. You guys can disagree that other teams were doing this exact same thing. Yeah. There's no way that the Astros were the only team that has this technology to do the buzzer thing. It's actually a poll. I saw 76 percent of Americans believe. More MLB teams. The Astros yes. and Red Sox aren't the and only so, ones. Yes. And the Red Sox got in trouble in 2016. With Farrell, I think. With, with the with Apple. Farrell. It, wasn't with, it was with the Apple Watches. Similar yeah. thing. And it seems like the MLB is basically saying it's not that you stole signs. You can steal signs from second base. It's the way you it's stole It's the way you signs. do it. And it's almost like they kind of got a warning, and then they did it again. Yeah. And that's the like kicker that, right um, now. And I also... The 15-second th- uh, delay thing that they introduced, that seems like their way of like holy shit let's just not let this turn into a big deal yeah and i think the 
question because we, we i think you said like you you would agree to like ban for a year or two like a if player there's definitive proof that they're doing the electronic stuff then that yes but the only thing is it's like a rod was suspended for 160 70 games for steroids that doesn't stop people from using steroids no, people still do it you get suspensions there's always been because i originally I, mean, just... I thought of like the one years like that's what you gotta do yeah. you gotta go to the players even though i don't want to do that the sport doesn't want to do that can i get uh like um like captain america on you right now go for it <laughs> listen here son <laughs> It doesn't matter that other people will still try to cheat. You need to still uphold. And this is I'm I'm being corny, but I'm I actually believe this kind of. It's like, yes, A-Rod got suspended for a year and people are still going to take steroids. But you still need to have that and of course they're maybe not enforcing it as hard and maybe it works in some ways that we don't know about that works well. Like some players should have gotten suspended that would have fucked stuff up and it hasn't happened. We don't know. But you still have to have those rules in place because there needs to be some sort of like accountability. You're playing a game. Yeah. This is fucking sports. There's a reason it's entertaining on TV. Like if we're just going to accept the, if the MLB were to just be like, well, we can't really suspend them. There's nothing we can really do. So fuck. Well, you know, what's going to happen is everyone's going to slowly start doing it. And then you know, what's going to be fucking boring as hell to watch baseball. Yeah, it's going to be so it's like when, uh, in modern warfare two and everyone started hacking the games and it was yeah. like, all right, well, I didn't yeah. hack the game. So this is dumb and I'm going to leave now. Yeah, because everyone's cheating. And so it's like, last thing, I know I keep saying that, but then I want you guys to go into like whether, I want you guys to talk about like whether or not you think they did it, because we don't know about that. We can maybe go into that. Um, a couple, of, like the, something I saw that really pissed me off, and I want to see if it pissed you guys off, was Max Kellerman. I think he's, day by day, I hate that guy more. And I usually am not one to like hate people on TV. I'm like, oh, he's just an idiot. He's saying that. He's pissing me off so much. He's just such an idiot. He's so dumb. And he's on ESPN, like, it, and ESPN's stupid, but they have Stephen A, and he's the GOAT. But he was like, this is good for baseball, and he gave his stupid Max Kellerman smile. No, it's not good no, for baseball. I don't think it's good for what, baseball. What, you really think that if baseball, like, if you're one of those people that think baseball is in a place that needs saving, I'm not. I think people who like baseball like baseball, and it's going to work that way. It's a regional sport. But if you think that because there's a cheating scandal, and baseball's talked about on SportsCenter and First Take for a couple two extra weeks of the year now that's doing anything to grow the game or making more people like it you're a fucking idiot I, yeah i think the opposite if anything yeah right i think the problem is because now it is an mob fan it's like it's good for anyone is getting more social views like any good player i think or someone who hits 50 60 home runs now what's the first thing we think we think of steroids we don't know what's real yeah, we were or just not having anymore. a conversation before this we're like oh i really hope yelich isn't i hope arenado i hope harper and then mm -hmm. we I don't want to say his name because I would never accuse something of such a great man, but like but when maybe people bring up fucking Trout, yeah, that's I mean like you can't say like okay yeah, I'm gonna I mean, bring it up. Isn't it always kind of in the back of your mind with him? Absolutely, like, it's with every. That's I, my I point. I don't know what's real anymore. True, but it I, I hope sucks. it's not. I hope it's not true. But the, yeah, it's like they come back from the offseason and all of a sudden their shoulders and neck are huge, and it's like yeah. what like what? that. I think Andrew, you just made the biggest point of everything. I so don't know like what's real. That you don't know what's real, and so that's why there needs to be consequences to this because. Yeah. When you can start looking back through postseasons of baseball and being like, well, that team cheated, this happened, this. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees. and this is completely different from college sports when they vacate titles. Yeah. They vacate titles for illegal recruiting. You still have to play the game. Yeah, you still have to play And the it's game. like illegal recruiting. They're paying the kids yeah. that are like, have no money. Like, it, that's a different subject. Yeah. But, Andrew, I thought that was, Big Doug, that's everything, what you just said. And it sucks because now 
who's going to win in the World Series. Whoever wins now, we're like, well, they've probably been buzzed. So there's a different yeah. way. There's a and drone in left field. Let me now. throw this yeah, to you. Exactly like, let's say, yeah. you know, there's the whole thing with the spin rate of Astros pitchers. Let's say, um, oh. yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to give, you, you, I'm give you an example um, because of my. So I'm going to, like, Madison Bumgarner. Because I've thought about that too. Let's say, listen to this. So Madison Bumgarner's been on the Giants. He had great success in the playoffs early in his career. But, like, he has not been a dominant pitcher, would you say, the last two or three years? No, he has no. not. His stats have not. Mm-mm. Let's say this year he goes to the Diamondbacks. And I don't think the Diamondbacks are a model organization, but I'm just saying. Let's And he just goes out and throws, like, a two, has a 2-1 ERA, goes 16-3. I know that is not going to happen. But in the back of your mind, it's wouldn't not, you be thinking, like, what the fuck I think about yeah, Verlander right feeding, now. What are you feeding these guys? And that is, that's the other that thing, is too. terrible it's for like, baseball. But that's the other thing, too, is, is you hear – Dodger fans mostly right now saying, Oh well we would have won, we would have won we would have won, we would have won, we would have won. Um Cody Bellinger struck out seventeen times in that World Series. <laughs> would you have won? Yeah. That was like, do you your think best, your best hitter struck out See, seventeen? And then times. the fact that we even have to have these conversations and arguments is just like this is stupid. It's lame. It was happened seven hundred, eight hundred days ago. I don't care. You can vacate it. Sports fans won't care. USC still won, beat Oklahoma in two thousand five. This is the same kind of thing. The yeah. Astros still beat the Dodgers. The Red yeah, Sox the still won way. this next year. Because in people's minds, when they look back at two thousand seventeen, they'll remember the Astros won. Yeah, and it's yep. well, yeah, they took away Louisville's title. So I'm like, well, no, I really, yeah, remember, I remember Louisville winning <laughs> with Rick Pino. Yeah. Yeah. Wink, wink. Another yeah, thing exactly. before you go, Dustin was just. It kind of reminds me of like that thing that's in the back of your head. It's kind of like with how, like how the Dodgers fans are saying that. It's like people when they're like complaining about injuries in the NBA playoffs. Like, bro, have you watched the NBA playoffs ever in your life? Every single fucking year, there's a devastating injury yes. that changes the NBA playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Usually, there's Blake a couple Griffin. break years. <laughs> Usually, but I, I, I mean, like Magic Johnson was forced to retire. Did Michael Jordan get? Oh, Michael Jordan won. Magic wasn't there. That's not if, a conversation, if, if, you idiot. If, 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 and if that's only, dumb. If, who if, won if. is who won. And I'm not looking to go back in time to change any of it, but I don't. I certainly want to like at least know that we're putting our best foot forward. Because, like you said, Andrew, the thing the thing with baseball that is all that it's you're right. It is always in the back of your mind, and that sucks. And that's not like a problem that you can just necessarily. And so Snap to Max Kellerman's point, yeah, it's great baseball's being brought up in January, but it's more speculation. It's for the people. It's for Twitter. It's for people who don't yeah. watch baseball, and now we just well, have to speculate tra- everything. Like Twitter's fake, too. That translates to nothing That's the to other you. thing, too. It's like these wild takes of let's take it away, their title, and give it to the – it's like you clearly don't know anything about Wait, Would that even be satisfying? Did you say no, that no. – did you have a like the L.A. City Council something about that? Yeah, Wait. so the L.A. City Council, this is the first day. So I'm watching Twitter, watching this whole thing blow up, and literally the next day, so before the MLB even finishes their investigation, before multiple more people come out and say, players, by the way, players come out and say, this is what happened, this is what we did. Players who played in the 70s had stuff to say about this. Before oh, yeah, any, this of that, any of that, L.A. City Council says, we're going to vote. Because this is the biggest problem in L.A. right now. This is their biggest concern, okay? Is we're going to vote to urge the MLB to not only take away the Red Sox, who haven't been proven to do anything that the Astros were doing other than the instant replay thing, which wasn't an illegal camera. Alex Cora was walking into the instant replay booth, which is next to him, and the MLB lets him have it. He's just not allowed to look at it every Those people are seconds, so worthless. Which he was, which he was doing. Okay, that's against the rules, but not and nowhere near what the Astros were doing. 
not only take it away from the Astros and the Red Sox, which you lost in five games to the Red Sox, by the way. So would you have won? I don't think so. But to give it to the Dodgers. It's the lamest thing in the world. I like. I you don't would, have to win. I'm anymore. really curious if Dodger fans would want <laughs> you that. Win by losing. Yeah, I mean and the Chargers. I bet won. you there's some that would, and then that's just a that just tells you how terrible our society is. And, and then the fact that, w- that that's an actual public city council that people that are getting paid by tax dollars and that they spent that's what I'm taxpayers' saying. Like, money oh, yes, to LA, actually try to do something like that. LA has that nothing is else despicable, to worry about. and they LA, should all be fired. LA has nothing else to worry about. And that, I don't like the Dodgers, but like that any. Any city council in the freaking world that did something like that, I would say, like, you suck. And that's the other thing, too, is, like, they, you know, you've seen these splits. Oh, well, they could only cheat at home. Well, what about all the games they lost? Like, this year. the Dodgers lost against the Red Sox at home in the World Series? And then, But then, like, this year, no home team won a World Series game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the Red Sox lost their home games. Yeah. Their, their, so, or the Astros lost their home game or right. whatever. I have a question to you. How did you guys feel about, um, and for, for those listening, you can look up, these are all over Twitter, uh, Altuve and Bregman's remarks to the media? I thought Alex Bregman reminded me of Marshawn Lynch when he just says one thing to the he media. Just he just said one thing, but it was much douchier. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't funnier, but it's yeah, like, funny, but... what are you supposed to say when you're in that spot? Cause I, very good point. I think you have to wait till all the details come out because at this point you're caught red-handed mm-hmm. and now the only people you have left is your team and the organization and you can't make it look any worse than it is right now mm-hmm. altuve he was just saying he was reading See, from a script and just altuve saying altuve pissed win. me off just because he i think like there's a you're obviously right like there's only so much bregman and altuve can say i mean i think that everyone that's not in the situation it's like easy to tell people what to do it's like oh you should have expressed remorse and all this stuff well maybe they weren't allowed to say anything because that would indict themselves even more yeah but there is the the thing that really pissed me off about altuve is when he was like oh we're they just kept talking about how good they were and how you'll see us here next year dude uh, jose altuve no one no one is saying that the houston astros are not a talented good baseball team yeah, that is that's true. No argument is. Yeah, they are literally this decade. They are like, they t- they started tanking in 2012. Okay. And yeah, not the Giants. Get over <laughs> yourself. Not the rings, but how to structure a team. The Padres are copying it. The Cubs copied it. They are the formula how to to tank, draft picks, sign international no, and people. You called it. Go. You called it. Yeah, it was you. So I remember, happy. young Andrew Radcliffe was like, "Dude, the, the Astros are gonna like they're building. They're it. gonna win in yeah. four and years, so and they won in four. That's years. what pisses me <laughs> off about Altuve. Was that that's not what this argument is about? It's like we all know you're super good, and yeah, exactly. His stats back up that he was still a really good player too, like in 2012, 13 and 14. <laughs> Unless he's been cheating when they were winning 40 but games, I don't know why you would cheat when you win 40 I look, games. I looked at the stats. And I think in the whole world, in that whole World Series, Altuve hit like 140 something. Bregman hit 225. George Springer had like six home runs. And oh, George Springer didn't cheat though, but he hit 350 with six home runs and half of our RBIs in this whole entire series. But nobody's saying George Springer cheated. Who did you lose to then? Yeah, well, yeah, that's why the idea of actually like trying to vacate a title is so stupid. It's like you're going after Altuve and Bregman and showing these videos of Bregman no... hitting, hitting a fastball down the middle as a home run, and then you're showing a video of Altuve hitting a hanging two and one slider for a home run. I could hit those pitches for home runs. <laughs> it is not that hard. Okay. They didn't need to cheat to know that. Another thing is, the reason you can't vacate titles is one, you, like, if 
you can't like because not every single player on the team was not doing it and so like you can't may you cannot prove that if you were to take bregman i know bregman and altuve are great players so don't get up in arms about this but you cannot prove to me that if you removed just one of those guys from the team and they weren't doing that they still might not have found a way to win Astros are that good they're a good team yeah so it's just like I, I think we're all in agreement here, right? Like it sucks. What that do you do happens. if you're Rob Manfred? Well, you're right Rob now, Manfred, what are you doing? If you get definitive proof, you need to you need to get definitive proof. And I think we're we're gonna find some stuff out I with think, the Red Sox in a couple weeks. Because yeah, Alex Cora, he's but the ringleader. What they referring yeah. to? We need to. Well, also we need heard, heard the buzzers. That's what I care about, right? Isn't that what you guys care about the most? I guess. Yeah, I care about the buzzers. If you're doing buzzers that, are lame. That's the lamest thing ever. If that's real, I don't think that's real. Get out. If that's real, yeah, you, you, you need to suspend players. You need that. to go hard on that. But yeah. the thing, and the way you can appeal to the buzzers thing, and like you, you know how you said um, your which was a great point was like how like you know well, a Rod like cheated and people are still gonna do it yeah. even though he got busted. There is a way though if you can like prove, and correct me if you guys think I'm wrong, if you can prove that. Bregman and Altuve were using the buzzers with all the stuff we talked about, the HD cameras. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying we that right. we know that that's true, but if you can prove that, the way you can make an example of them like really harshly mm-hmm. where it's like the 1919 Black Sox. Yeah. That is true. And then like people where it's like they're like that's – you can – Ingrained in this. That's ingrained yeah. in this. You can be like those – and if you you remember. Because people aren't – Bet like betting losing games to win money. Yeah. nobody does that. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Fucking shit. <laughs> but see, like, if it's just like, cause it go, if there's like 200 guys doing this, then it's like a whole another can of worms. Yeah. But if it's just these two guys, think about it, big dog. You really have like, you could attach those guys' names yeah, in that's history the other thing. to that's that. That's the other thing too. Do you think? Do you like that or not like it? But like, do you agree with like maybe that? That idea? might work. That might work better. But the other thing too is to back that up. It's like Mike fires. Why did you tell the media first? You could have told the MLB. They could have caught these teams red-handed this season in the act, and you would know exactly who's doing it, when they're doing it. And I think you told the MLB. single team, and it's like... I think the MLB tried to sweep this under a rug. Well, we, we'll find that out, too. Because yeah, if, the, if the government does an investigation like they said they might... Why? Then it's government, like, no. <laughs> God damn it. Just, but it's like supposed let's to be let's figure out other things. It's supposed to be I know. You know what I mean? But like, because that's what they do with we hire us. too. That's what they do. We get like too. Tim Hall to investigate. Yeah. yeah. Get Tim Hall. <laughs> get that like. Let's get someone who hates the baseball. Thing. Who framed Roger Rabbit? And it's just starring Tim Hall, and he does the whole Who framed the Astros? To your question, it's like when you make an example, like a, if you make an example out of Bregman and Altuve. There's just so many more cheaters out there. It's just like why yeah. them? That's it's what like, I'm saying. How, it's like, do, you a, how do you as a how do you as the commissioner take some of the most popular? People? Everyone loved Jose Altuve because he was small and he was five six and he would hit three thirty. It's like, see, anyone could play baseball. You gotta have you a backbone. And no, I know, understand. You get sometimes you gotta but, s- do I mean, it. You but how the NFL to get rid of Mike Vick? He was yeah. like, yeah, that all those like freaking football. Well, that's, by him. I mean, killing oh, dogs. I know. Is, I, I yeah. that was a bad. That was a bad comparison. <laughs> I apologize for that. It's a but little like, different. There yeah. is like, I. It's like, oh, this sucks for the fans, or like, this is unfair. We're taking these guys away who are so popular. I the counter to that point is, which I think is a good point, is the counter is like, they don't deserve any of that. They should not be looked at that way if they're doing that. And that it sounds like I'm born in like 1950, but do, do, doesn't a little part of you agree with that? Like, if we can prove that, like, you guys as baseball, former baseball players, not to flex, former high school baseball players, <laughs> um, really good, yeah. yeah um, 
like as like you guys look at if you were to find out like if i were to tell you like hey i just found out i know for sure that altuve and bregman did this and let's say like we're not going to find out anyone else like no one else is really using this buzzer thing wouldn't you look at those two guys and be like what pieces of shit i'd be like that's pretty lame like what like it's already kind of how i'm looking at because i'm like about all the people who they like all the people who are in the minor leagues who are working their way up and never fucking make it and then there's these yeah. two fucks these two they're fucks. up there being like celebrating the line. they're yeah. fucking cheating at the same time it's like well that yeah piss me off but a different point is just kind of like you know when somebody steals your signs after a couple times and it's like you it's, know you should change it you, oh do you think chapman smiled when uh when when you know how when uh altuve went yeah. off and he smiled after Altuve hit. Do you think he smiled as like a oh, fuck you? Like he knew. I kind of, I kind of subscribe. It was to that. a two and one hanging slider. No, and maybe he's just an idiot too. So. <laughs> that was also when was he was really... rounding the bases. Like that's the weird when he like grabs a shirt and he says he's not. He and says he, he's shy. He doesn't rip off his suspect. jersey. And then Runs like, oh, straight suspect. to the dugout. But the, but the one that I saw was the Josh Reddick one, and it was confetti. They're like, see, we caught the Josh Reddick one, and it was a piece of confetti on him. And it was yeah. like, all right, See, well. See, the, the thing that muddles, the mutters, muddies the waters, Andrew, before I want you to finish that, is just like there's so many accusations coming out that it kind of goes like, okay, now what can we believe? That it kind of muddies. Like there's still some – like there is legit – that's the problem. So, there's like, something super legit happening. Yeah, Andrew, sure. go back to what you were saying that because I think that's important, that video. If, for anyone who hasn't seen this video, what the Altuve rounding the bases – he rounds the bases, comes home, hits a walk-off home run. Believe it was the ALCS. It was against the Yankees. Yeah, didn't yeah. that, that was, sent it to the yeah, World Series? Yes. Yeah. And he's going in. You can see him where he, like, wags his finger, saying, like, don't rip my shirt off. And he comes in, kind of grabs the shirt, jumps in. Then he goes to the dugout, down the clubhouse, puts his, like, gray shirt on. But everyone else and his team's on the field celebrating because no, they're no, in the no, World no, Series. No, 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 no. I watched it. I just watched I it. I know it's edited video. There's a full video where he rounds the bases for like 30 seconds and runs around and then goes into the dugout. But then to take it off. <laughs> okay, my thing, I don't care as much of – I do think that the taking no, yeah, the shirt off is – He still didn't take the jersey off. The, yeah, that's it was, But the thing – because then Ken like, Rosenthal even asked, like, why don't you take your jersey off? And then he says, what? And it's like, you're lying. Of course you don't hear this question. Then he comes back in and he's like, why don't you take your shirt off? He's like, oh, haha, I'm shy and my wife would get mad at me. Which would 100... be a great response if you were actually were shy because we live in social media world where all it takes you're is a quick shy. search to see good. Jose Altuve with your shirt off, bro, and you're in magazines. Yeah. You are in this. And you I, I have other, a, a other quote. Where his Jose off. Altuve. Ripped off, Say, bro. Jose, yeah. Jose Altuve is the Pamela Anderson of baseball. And he's making that claim. The dude is constantly thing too, though, showing there, off his there's chest. There's another picture I saw. Of, uh, I think it was regular. <laughs> I think it was regular season. But his shirt is open, and you don't obviously. There's no buzzer or band aid or anything on his body. Not even a chain. So it's like, so did they only do it during? Why would you hide it? Why would you? How are you not emotional during the ALCS? People are gonna yeah. start getting him like you know those. You get like something injected, like just like sewn into your body, and so they're gonna like you can't you gonna cut <laughs> like, me open? Like, <laughs> like, like the Seriously, yeah, like the brain. <laughs> <laughs> If you're Mike Fires, are you scared for the rest of your life? Like, if you ever were to run into one of these MLB players, you think they would just beat the shit out of you? Does Mike Fires have a bunch of money. Yeah, he's got a little bit of money. He's professional. I mean, yeah, he probably uh, not probably like. A couple I, I think he's probably chilling. No, he's fine. Bregman <laughs> and Altuve don't really scare me. Yeah, they're not. Gonna you know fight. who's talking the most shit and is great is Trevor Bauer. That dude yeah. just. I saw he had a quote on Pardon My Take where he's pretty much like, "Big guy was like." 
you you like it when people don't like you right and he was like yeah <laughs> so she's like basically i always win because if you like me it's great you like me if you don't i think it's funny <laughs> and it's, i think that's i think that's an attitude that like we should Which really he all said, he said the astros were stealing signs like two years ago long. two years ago spin rate too he said um the spin rate thing too i don't understand that, that he said that he's had three different people three independent people sources that he trusts in the mlb that he knows mm-hmm. tell him that they're doing that yeah that the um buzzer thing is legit well one thing that's sketchy about the mlb just in i just general, don't think it, we hear about it if it's not yeah the one of the sketchy things about the mlb which they said that they didn't do but everyone who's touched a baseball is said that's 100 percent true is what two three years ago they lowered the laces on the baseball to get higher spin rates and john smoltz literally said i've touched these baseballs i played in the 90s these laces are lowered and the mlb said no they're not and Sources that I've are. seen are yeah. like I'm hitting home runs off those balls and not hitting home runs off college baseballs. So balls were definitely juice. The baseball clearly, and the MLB last year didn't. MLB is in its own head of like trying to like convince itself that it needs to get more popular when it doesn't because baseball is perfect the way it is. It the is average age sport. is still going higher. It's and 55 and above. It's I like baseball, and the people who like baseball are going to like it. If they're not, don't try to change it because it's going to ruin what is great about baseball. Yeah. You just need to be like. It's like the MLB is just like a really insecure like teenager. It's like, bro, it's fine. <laughs> just be you. Like, we still love you. Yeah. Like, just go fucking. I don't know. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on that? Barry Bonds is very close to making the Hall of Fame. So is Roger so Clemens. Cast your vote. The same I know you can't. That all this is unfolding. Who votes? Isn't it just a bunch of old people? It's the. It's basically a bunch of old people. And they're starting. Barry to Bonds some, will get in one day. But they're starting. To <laughs> when all the people who are voting right now, are I'm not dead. kidding. Like yeah. he's this close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. That would be some. That would be I great think, news. I mean, I think he should be in there. Isn't he like? Wouldn't you guys like say he's like? So is Jose Altuve now a Hall of Famer if he gets three thousand hits? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Because yeah. I was just making sure. It's like if Barry Bonds is in, I mean, yeah. But Pete Rose is not a Hall of Fame either. Oh no! Fuck. So <laughs> Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame because he always bet for he bet his team. For his team, yeah, which that, is wild. I think that's ridiculous. But then, yeah. however, when you don't bet, the nights you don't bet, it's like you're betting against your team anyway. You know what I mean? It's Pete Rose. Subconsciously, you are yes. See, that's when see you, know, you don't. You it's like the what, betting juju involved. See, it's like a part you don't. You're you thinking <laughs> minus seven. That, you don't want to lay the hook or something. The fact you get that, in your head. Yeah, that the MLB is that. refusing to let the all-time hit leader into the Hall of Fame yeah. is that they. The people who are in charge genuinely believe in gambling karma. Oh, dude, yeah, baseball, <laughs> dude, baseball, like routine juju. I mean, all sports. There's like juju. Baseball players are freaking weird, dude. They yeah. do weird shit. I heard like Verlander's got some. Like he doesn't talk to anyone today yeah. when he pitches. Like it's I, Kershaw, like yeah. I went on this streak for like six months where I literally Kershaw had to have blue Powerade. Like Tim Lincecum wore Therapist. the same. Tim Lincecum wore the same undershirt for like two years. Yeah, they like well, he didn't wash it. Mm-hmm. There was also weird, like, that, and then Hunter Pence, for an entire postseason run, I think wore like you know those like fa- those like flimsy kind of stretchy like, and uh, it's not like the full like suit that you put over like the like what are those called where you're like the Power Ranger and you know you can put like the the neon suit on the, the yeah, full body yeah, suit. Yeah, like it wasn't the suit. full body suit, but he had like basically a version of that that was a Superman outfit on under an entire playoff run. 
I believe that though. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, all right, man, like, you do you, guys, man. These guys do weird stuff. <laughs> it works. It's like you look at this grown man on TV in front of like millions, and it's like, yeah, underneath all that, he's literally in like kids' pajamas. Like, <laughs> stay tuned, obviously, though, because we got Johnny coming up right now. We're going to get into the NBA to get you primed because I know you've all just been thinking about football. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back onto the Pineapple Couch with B Rob. I am joined by my brother, John. John, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. It's a pleasure to have you here. Good to be talking with you. We're gonna talk some NBA today here on the Pineapple Couch. Um, because look, football season, it's almost over. Sadly. We have a two week or we have a week break until we get the Super Bowl. So this weekend is gonna be a it's going to be a real like, eye-opener, I think, for a lot of people when you're Saturday. and Well, I guess Saturday we didn't have this past weekend, so we've already lost college football. We had a couple playoff games on Saturdays. And we've been enjoying these very nice Sundays the last couple weeks where we get NFL at starting at like 12.30, 11.45, right? And then we get a nice game at 3 to 4 that really rounds out the rest of your night very well. And those days have come to an end, so we got to focus on basketball. That's why we got you here, Johnny. Johnny, you're one of our NBA experts here on the Pineapple Couch. Um, and I just wanted to kind of get a gauge for the NBA season so far because I would assume a lot of people who listen have been probably more focused into the NFL as because mm-hmm. the NFL is in high swing and NBA is just kind of getting heated up. But you are an NBA guy, so you're all into it. So I want to get a couple takeaways from the five under-the-radar storylines, maybe people, to start the season. How about you take it away? All right, so for my first one that I want to talk about is I have this fun Oklahoma City Thunder team. Mm. So the Thunder this year, they've been, a lot of the time, they have Dennis Schroeder off the bench where they run this weird three-guard lineup of Chris Paul, who's been great this year, Mm -hmm. Dennis Schroeder, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. The guy they got from the Clippers, second year. He's He's phenomenal. Okay, and so he, to quickly interject here, I like that take because a lot of people thought that the Thunder were going to be super boring this year and maybe perhaps just end up selling a lot of um they're not selling trading a lot of their players like um chris paul steven adams to try and get some sort of draft capital because they did get a lot from the clippers for paul george but it's kind of been the opposite while they do still have all that young talent and draft capital chris paul has been playing at a very elite level which is i hate chris paul but it is kind of cool to see and um danilo gallinari is playing very well he's avoided injuries for the most part um, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who you brought up this why I went on this whole tangent, was he's been getting some all-star noise. How do you feel about the Thunder? Do you think they're going to get an all-star, one or two? Chris Paul? What do you think? Um, if I had to guess, I'd guess the media would give it to Chris Paul. But from my perspective, I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander is their most valuable player just because what he can do on both sides. And he allows them to run those three guard lineups because he's like six, six. And he's, I think about like a seven foot wingspan. He's very long and athletic. And he just, it's the prototype for a great NBA player. Now it's long. He's can perfect. The ball switch on defense. Yeah, he's going to be, um, he's going to be special. And I don't think you can really blame the Clippers because look, they got Paul George. They're aligning him with Kawhi. It's tough to see a guy like that go, especially when they got him with like the 13th or 14th pick, right? Yeah. Well, wow. okay. Um, so yeah, well, what? Um, do you have anything else on the Thunder, or is we want to go to our next thing? Um, we can move on if we, uh, if you want to. All right. Let's. What do you got next? All right. Next, I have Bam Adebayo has arrived. He has arrived. Um, 
why aren't what do you what are you liking about his game this year so far? And then I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. All right, break so, it down for the good so people, John. Bam Adebayo is a perfect modern day center where he's he's one of those centers which is very rare that if he gets switched onto a guard on the perimeter, he can do a great job, which is everything in the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, as you know, it slows down. It's a half-court game, and they just pick and roll you to death, which is yeah, why. They're hunting for matchups. Yes. And Bam Adebayo can do a great job. If he gets switched on to, say, Kemba Walker, it's not the end of the world like it is if Rudy Gobert gets switched on to Steph Curry, where mm-hmm. it's over. Yeah. And I, I like that. I didn't – I didn't – so my – I mean, I've watched Bam Adebayo. My idea of his game – correct me if I'm wrong here – I mean, he's very he's big obviously he's athletic he um he originally when he came to the league i thought he might have been just like a a better version of montrez harrell so he's like a screener cuts the basket can uh, catch and dunk does he have touch to his shot i mean this is a place of ignorance i'm asking from is he a elite offensive player is do you see that for him or is it are we just talking defensive side of the ball here where he's great on offense i wouldn't say he's he's not a great shooter yet maybe he can be but is he a horrible shooter He's not horrible. Like, I think he can make free throws, which is okay. a plus. But what he's great as you can run your offense through Bam Adebayo and give it to him in the low post. Or he can just run the break because he's so athletic, which I didn't see at all from last year. But I started seeing it in the preseason and all throughout the season. Is He's like he's like the black Jokic in a way, kind of. Yeah. He can, you can actually run your offense through him, and he's a great He's a great passer. playmaker, yeah. He's awesome. And um, I think the Heat have the perfect type of team if you think about it around him, because you're, you're saying he's like an athletic Jokic, right? Mm-hmm. So with that type of um, offense or with that type of player, and you have guys like Jimmy Butler who are slashing and cutting, and the Heat have always been deemed as this like very athletic, very in-shape team, I think um, he pretty much landed in like the perfect spot. 100%. And didn't, he was a I think 11th was... pick, 12th pick? That was a steal for the Heat, wasn't it? Was, it was, because they got him before John Collins, I know, but I think it was around late lottery, maybe even, I think it's late lottery. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, quickly on the Heat, though, we talked. I think we've talked about this before, but uh, how seriously are we taking them? Because I have it, they're um, plus 3,000 to win the title. Obviously, that I don't think the Heat are going to win the title, but they have better odds than... Um, I mean, they're in the top ten. Do you? What do you see in the Heat? Do you think they need to add a piece? Are they gonna add a piece? Um, I've seen throughout since Chris Paul landed in um, Oklahoma City that he could be a possible guy, but I don't see them making a huge splash. Maybe just a defender here and there. But I'd be interested in um, what their odds would be to win the East because I don't see a, there is a huge top dog in the East like there is in the um, the West. Obviously, you have the Bucks, but I think on any given series, like. It would be a stretch, obviously, and I'm yeah. sure you'd get a good value on it, but it'd be something to look at. Mm-hmm. And the th- I, what you bring up, I think, is a good point about the Bucks, and um, I think we always kind of talk about this, is it's just like the Bucks have one guy, and Giannis is the best player in the league right now, maybe. I mean, maybe, probably in the regular season. Um, but when you get into the NBA playoffs and the game slows down a little, game teams are going to go to the Bucks and they're going to say, we are going to guard Giannis with as many people as we can, and you, Mr. Eric Budzo, you, Mr. Chris Middleton, you, Mr. Brooke Lopez, you're going to have to beat us. And in the regular season, it's a little more relaxed, and they're not as tight on their switches and their rotations. But in the defense, that all in the postseason, that all changes. And I do agree. I like the I like the, the Heat's odds on that would be very interesting because the Heat are a feisty team who can play defense, who can switch, and Jimmy Butler is an alpha to where he can maybe. 
He's not better than Giannis, obviously, but he can inspire his team. Um, he'd think he's better than Giannis, and he'd play like it, which is what you'd kind of have to do. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, that's a very good point. Um, all right, let's go into your next thing. All right. So I believe on the first time I was on this podcast, we talked about the what a, 76ers. What a great time that was. Yeah, it was. We talked about the 76ers and the weird fit with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and which mm-hmm. one you should trade away. With Joel Embiid going out lately, recently and the stretch the 76ers have looked on and how great Ben Simmons has been, I have maybe the 76ers should consider trading Joel Embiid and keep Ben Simmons. I don't hate that. I actually agree with it. Um, I think for the last couple of years I've always seen these types of arguments of like who should the Sixers keep, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. I've always been on the side of Joel Embiid because I like Embiid so much. He's like funny. He's, I don't know, he's just like more of like my type of person, I guess. Like he's just like a clown. He's funny, and Ben Simmons is more of like a douche, in my opinion. But from a basketball perspective, I think it makes a hundred percent sense to try to keep Simmons over Embiid. The shot thing, everyone's going to bring up that Simmons can't shoot, but Embiid is injury prone, slow, and in today's modern NBA, I think it makes a lot more sense to build around a guy with the framework of Ben Simmons than a Joel Embiid. Because the thing with Philly, worst case scenario, let's say they go all in and on bead right and they trade Simmons and they get you know some picks or like some a compliment that maybe compliments Embiid better but then Joel Embiid breaks his foot and that for a guy like Joel Embiid with his injury history that could be it and I mean you could say that about any player obviously I hate to bring that up but I would rather build around Simmons and I think I don't think it will happen though because I think Philly would riot yeah, that's the only thing is Joel Embiid is 100% Philly's guy. They will ride with him. But Ben Simmons in the playoffs, he could be your five in some lineups, which is exceptional. And I think he's been so far the defensive player of the year, which has been great. Wow. He can guard one through five, and he's hustling at all times, which you didn't see at some points last year. He looked really disengaged. Mm-hmm. But this year he's he's fully engaged on that end of the floor, and he's been awesome. It's super fun to watch this recent stretch with Joel Embiid out. That's, you bring up some very good points there. Um just to cap that off, if you were a 76ers fan, wouldn't you want to keep Embiid? Just put your heart into it. If you were a Sixers fan, you probably would be like, no, 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 it doesn't matter. We're keeping Embiid. So that's probably what I think the Sixers will do, but we'll see. Maybe they're smarter than us, but the last guy who ran their team had a burner account. So <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you got next for us, John? Um, next, I have Lonzo Ball and his recent success slash confidence. Which is what I love to see out of Lonzo is his that, confidence. We're talking about that Pat Beverly play? I'm talking about that Pat Beverly so play. So can you, um, for maybe anyone who didn't see it, kind of break down what happened in that play for us? So I'm going to go a little bit before. Which Ooh, you know, we're going Lon- a trip back in time with Trip John? back in time with Lonzo Ball's debut. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Beverly was just all on him and just being a pest like Patrick Beverly is. And Lonzo didn't know what to do. And he was passive and just got destroyed. I Really quick on that. I know that uh, so many people loved that. Of Patrick Beverly, like, like, of him, like, new guy coming in the league. I just thought that was such a dick. I don't know. I just thought that was so bad. And if I was Lonzo, I would remember that for the rest of my life, and I would be planning to get revenge on Patrick Beverly forever. So keep going. Because it's not even like it's Lonzo Ball doing this. Lonzo Ball's a super chill, nice guy. It's just his dad who's kind of a a dick. But (laughs) Pat Beverly, really quick, before just go back. Pat Beverly, like, a week or two ago, said how good of friends he is with Steph Curry. Dude, Patrick Beverly is the worst friend of all time. <laughs> like, I didn't know that until now. And, like, there's got to be a part of Steph Curry that's just like, fuck this guy. He's like, oh, yeah, me and Steph are really close. We've always done this. It's like, dude, you've been the biggest asshole. I mean, again, a lot of people love Pat Bev, and it's like he, he's the, he, like, 
pokes the bear and that sort of stuff. I love those types of players. I just think Pat Bev's there's something different about it to me. Like he, him and Draymond, their personalities are kind of compared. To me, that's a joke. Draymond is so much. It, Pat Bev does stuff that's just like kind of crosses the line in a way. I don't know. He's just kind of like. And then maybe that's why he's so good is because of that disrespect. But I just hate him. Keep your story about Lonzo and Patrick Beverly. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Also, with going on from that, Draymond Green, I feel like he's he's is beloved by his teammates, and he has a soft side to him, which I don't really see with Patrick Beverly that much. Which Draymond Green has three rings, obviously. Yeah. Um, but go, moving back onto the story, Lonzo Ball had a, Patrick Beverly was being all pesty on pesky on him and uh he moved down to the mid-range and he hit a nice shot over him and he did the he's too small thing with his hand which is great to see and Lonzo has been getting excited and just showing a ton of emotion which is the big thing on Lonzo that was sometimes really frustrating is it looked like he didn't even really care but those days are over to me and it looks like he's really excelling I I couldn't agree more I think the confidence with Lonzo is ginormous because um he's obviously has all the physical tools he's always had them so he comes into the league, and people are going at him super hard, obviously, because of all the hype around his name. But when you looked at him, it's like he's a 6'5 point guard who is strong, who I think will eventually be able to figure out how to shoot the ball, and he has elite court vision, and then all of his athletics and his intangibles lead. He's an incredible defender. So I think Lonzo's going to have a very good career. I'm super excited for the confidence thing because that's what he needed. And there's sometimes with guys who have all the tools like that, if that just never comes, you'll just never see it. And I was kind of worried. I was like, shit, is this like Lonzo really going to fall through the cracks like this? But no, um, he's not. And I think that's great because that's just something you can't really teach or give to someone that confidence. You just kind of got to find it on your own. So maybe throughout the past year, him distancing himself from the big baller brand, it's helped out and good for him. Um, let's keep it going. All right. For my last thing on the – uh, surprise storylines. I just have John Morant. I think we should just talk about him and how great he is and how fun to watch. I think John Morant has been incredible. Um, he is, I think he's already locked up rookie of the year. And I think that's crazy to say. Obviously, Zion was so much hype coming in the year. He's been hurt. It's John Morant. He is electric. He has made that Memphis Grizzlies team who has been, Memphis Grizzlies have been maybe the bo most boring team to watch in the NBA for the past 10 years. Even when they were, like, making the Western Conference Finals. Grit and grind. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> I, li I don't get me wrong, like, I like I like the guys on those teams, and I, like, respect the way they played, but it was just kind of fucking boring. And so, now, this guy, John Morant, in his rookie year has made them way more exciting than they've ever been. Um, the Vancouver Grizzlies John Morant jerseys, the sickest jersey in sports, and it's sold out. Um, yeah, I, I can't get, when he gets into the air, you just never know where he's going to go with the ball. He, it could go to any of his teammates. It's just, he, he the game kind of slows down for him at such a young age. And I think it's kind of similar, obviously him and Luca are very different. Kind of similar with what we saw with Luca last year, where he can just kind of see the game. He's like a few steps ahead of everyone. And at such a young age, it's just great to see. And he's obviously an athletic specimen who can jump out of the fucking building. It is, and it's great to see is already in his rookie year with not much um, help but just him and Jaron Jackson. They're the eighth seed. They're actually winning, which is something you wouldn't see from someone talented like Devin Booker who's been losing for literally six straight years. It's just great to see John Morant's a winner, and he will be a winner. It's going to be super fun to watch his that, career. That, that young core of Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, and John Morant, I would kill for that. 
super fun that, to watch. Is that I think that I mean that this we don't have to go super deep into this because it's like a rabbit hole. That might be the best young core in the NBA. It might not even be close. I mean, you could go Zion, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, but those guys are a little older too. So, um, Grizzlies doing things well, showing that. Um, I mean, and they it took them forever to tear down that team, and they've just gotten boom, boom. So good for them. They landed on both their their picks. They didn't even really have to be that bad to get them, which is awesome to see. They didn't have to tank like the Sixers and yeah. be horrible. Which for is five huge years. for a market like them because they're not a big market, so they do rely somewhat on they need to be selling out of the stadium. They need to have attendance and to try and draw people. So, um, oh, a quick note, really sad, the news about Chandler Parsons. Did you see that? He got hit by a drunk driver. That's terrible. I think, um, so, prayers out to him. Um, That guy has been one of the most unlucky athletes I've ever seen in my entire life. He, when he was in Florida, he was so good. You looked at Chandler Parsons and you were like, it was, to me, it was kind of like a mix of what Gordon Hayward was supposed to be, but with a little Clay Thompson. He was on paper, and when he was at college, he looked like the ideal guy for the, where the NBA was going, and he just had bad luck after bad luck, and then he was really good-looking, so everyone just blames it on him partying, but it sucks that his career's turned out this way, and obviously we're hope, wishing him the best and hope he's okay, um, but he might be done in the NBA, and that just sucks. That's uh, sad. He was driving home from fucking practice at 2. What the fuck are you doing drunk driving at 2 in the afternoon, idiot? Um, all right. Let's go to, um, I have a question for you. The Who are the legitimate title contenders? So, right now, the favorite is the Lakers at plus 275. You got the Bucks at plus 300, and the Clippers at plus 350. And I think if you were to pull 100 people who watch the NBA, everyone would give you those three as, like, those are probably the top three for the title. Um, and then my question to you was, outside of those three, is anyone else really legit? And so, by that I mean... I don't want like last year everyone was saying like the Nuggets, you know, maybe the Nuggets could beat the Warriors. I don't I don't agree with that. I thought last year the only teams that could realistically win the title were the Rockets, the Warriors, and then like probably the Bucks or the Raptors. That those were the four. This year, is it just those three teams? And it's okay if it is just those three. What do you got? Well, obviously I would pick those three to make it, but I think you can't look past the Celtics. Okay. Or have playoff experience and they're just they have Good, guys better who team chemistry now <laughs> guys who can defend uh in hayward and tatum who are elite defenders already so young in their career which is great to see and i had the raptors on here but i read online earlier that they might actually be sellers at the deadline yeah which i have, I have a wild. note about that we're gonna talk about in a bit that's a wow just zero to a or a hundred to zero really quick you win the fir- first title in franchise history That's, and then i think they're the three seed right now and they're yeah and they just and pascal's been out so maybe they're rushing there but who knows um he's pretty smart um so i agree with those teams you brought up but i i i do think it's just those three that have a legit shot and to be honest i really just think it's the clippers and the lakers um one more team that i have that I just have written down is the Mavs. If there was another team in the West, which I would take over the, say, the Jazz or the Nuggets just because of Luka. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Yeah, so let's go down. I have the odds right here. So, like I said, the Lakers are plus 275 to win it all. Clippers plus 350. Bucks plus 300. Raptors plus 2,800. Celtics plus 1,600. 76ers plus 1,100. Denver plus 1,600. Houston plus 1,000. Miami plus 3,000. Mavs plus 1,800. And Jazz plus 1600 i think that's hilarious that they have houston as the fourth best shot there's a zero percent chance there's, i'll say it right now zero percent 
Um, all right, let's go um, into the trade deadline, which you kind of teased a little earlier. Um, the big names on the trade deadline that I've seen, and then you can bring up some that I may forget, is like Kevin Love, Robert Covington, um, and I guess the Raptors might be selling. There has been whispers of Kyle Kuzma, but that is on first take by Stephen A. So, I mean, and that idiot Max Kellerman. Um, so what do you see happening in this trade deadline period? Well, to bring up, I don't see this happening, but I want to address it, is I've seen the um, rumors about the Warriors trading D'Angelo Russell to the Timberwolves, which just makes no sense to me for them to trade D'Angelo Russell right now. They're just going to wait till the offseason and see if they could package their pick or D'Angelo Russell for something bigger or not and do the wait, Timberwolves. Wait, they're saying the Warriors would trade him for like Covington or something, not Towns? Not Towns, well, which is just can't. like, yeah. even if they don't, even if they end up wanting to do that deal for some reason, that deal will be there in the summer, and yeah. they, it just makes 100% chance percent to wait. Yeah, and I, I think D'Angelo Russell is having a good time in Golden State, but that's just me. Um, so, Kevin Love, what do you think about that? So, you, we were talking about the Trailblazers earlier today. So, the Trailblazers get rid of Kent Bazemore, so that frees up some cap space because he had a monster contract. They send him to the Kings. They get Harrison Barnes back. Trevor Reza. Or Trevor Reza. So, that Harrison Barnes still on the Kings? Yeah. It was originally reported at Harrison Barnes, right? Or am I, I just... Harrison idiot? Barnes is a fat contract, too, so it yeah. wouldn't really make sense. Okay, so do you think that move was done to clear cap space to get Kevin Love? What do you think? I want to say it is because I would love to see Kevin Love on the Blazers. Just He's from Oregon. It would just be fun to see. He's a cool guy. He's clearly not happy in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And But I think it's a wash year for the Blazers, to be honest. I don't see them being buyers. They're... I believe sixteen and twenty-two or something yeah, like bad. that. They're like tenth or eleventh in the West right now. It's not their year. Just mm -hmm. wait for next year for Nurkic to come back and yeah, and get Zach Collins. I'm too. a huge Kevin Love fan, but if I'm just gonna trying to be honest, them getting Kevin Love, I don't think would do anything. Yeah, maybe they would make like the what, playoffs. They the, but maybe they get the five seed, six seed. Like the addition of Kevin Love to Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum does not. If I'm the Lakers or I'm the Clippers or if I'm the Rockets you know there's some teams where I mean Rockets maybe not because I think the Rockets are a lot worse this year with Westbrook than they were with Paul but um okay let's get into a couple more people we got Robert Covington you're talking about the D'Lo Warriors so that could obviously be a a spot Covington's looking at but I know teams like the Lakers the Clippers or most teams that are contending could use a guy like Robert Covington the Mavericks the Mavericks I mean the 76ers um <laughs> yeah i've seen that what uh do you have you heard anything about him where he's going what do you where are you leaning i know they're willing to deal him but they think of him pretty highly so they're not gonna just give him away mm -hmm. but i don't really i don't know where robert covington's how, end how do you value robert covington i think he's great for a good team he can he's a great defender he's a good catch and shoot shooter he can't really create his own shot at all but that's fine if you're going to contending team you have lebron james to create your shot you have luka Doncic to create your shot you have ben simmons or Giannis if you're a t contending team so he's just a great role player that's, i think that's a very good point um i think for the mavs like an, an obvious he would be an obvious upgrade over a guy like tim hardaway jr mm -hmm. um all right so uh last thing we're going to end on today or actually yeah we're going to just end with this because we've mentioned the dominance of Giannis and luka a little already um the last thing is kyle kuzma kyle kuzma has been in some trade talks maybe i think they're just trade talks because he's on lebron's team and people just like to talk about teams making trades i think there's a big variance in what people value kyle kuzma at because i think some people you'd say like oh you could get a good haul for kyle kuzma 
But if you're like me, I wouldn't trade shit for Kyle Kuzma. He averages like 13 points a game in his career. And there's been, a, it's a big sample size. He's like, so if you're Kyle Kuzma, like the, the whole upside is, oh, he's a great scorer. Okay, let me tell you things about Kyle Kuzma. He doesn't do anything else. And so this great scorer, I'm using air quotes right now, he's averaged 13 points throughout his career. So I don't think he has much value. Stephen A was talking about the Lakers should try to trade Kyle Kuzma for Devin Booker. And I was like, if the Suns did that, they, that would be the worst. Like, they should be kicked out of the NBA. That is one of the worst trades of all time. What do you see happening with Kuzma? I think we agree that you don't think he's as good as a lot of people do, but I think a lot of people don't think he's that good. Where, 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 do we think he's going to be on the Lakers after the trade deadline? I don't think Kyle Kuzma's good at all. Because he will score 13, and those 13 aren't even efficient 13, and he plays no defense and is just not good. And the Lakers think he's good and he's actually like 25 years old because he was a four-year guy in college and you can't even get a Bogdan Bogdanovich in my opinion which Lakers fans are like oh maybe we could get Bogdan Bogdanovich and a pick for Kyle Kuzma that no. is a joke Bogdanovich you would have to give like so two much first round picks than... to get Bogdanovich like Bogdanovich yeah, is I hope the Kings don't get rid of him well, the Kings hopefully won't trade with the Lakers because I think Bogdanovich is good I do too um I think the Kings are so dumb if they let him walk too yeah I he's mean good. you got to keep the NBA, what it's showing, and like we were talking about this earlier with the Thunder, is a lot of the times in the past it'd be like, oh, they have too many guards, you got to trade one. I mean, look what the what teams are doing. Like the Kings, theoretically, like that lineup of Fox, Heald, and you could run those and Bogdanovich. You can run those three together with Bagley and Giles. If you Giles can. can, and then they have Bajlanka. I never yeah, Bielitsa. Bielitsa. I just tried Bajlanka. Man, all right. I guess that's a good way to end it, John. Um, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you.